0: This is an AMI podcast.
1: Hey guys, it is a brand new week. It is Monday the 8th of May 2023. I'm Stephen Scott. Sean Priest is back with me today. And you know what? I've had quite enough of coronation quiche. It's time to get on with the show. You're listening to Double Time, your daily accessible technology show. Now, here's your hosts, Stephen Scott and Sean Priest. You know something, Sean Priest? It is often difficult. Hello, by the way. Uh, it Hello. is often difficult to get this show started. I am glad this is a show that we do not put out live because I'm it wouldn't be possible to start.
2: No, I, I think we should have left all the full starts in. There were some <laughs> classic bloopers there. That would have been great.
1: Oh, it's been a bit of a day, hasn't it? You've, you've oh. got internet problems, so who knows how this is going to sound. Absolute nightmare. This place looks like Frankenstein's lab now. I had to
2: rip all the cables out. It's, it's a total mess, but I've got it working, kind of.
1: So the thing about Frankenstein's lab is at least we got signs of life at the end. Is yeah. that the
2: case with your shed? Kind of. I, um, I see, the trouble is, my shed is a smart shed, okay? Tip-top tech here. It was. It, well... So I came in this morning and no internet. So I couldn't turn anything on because everything's powered by a smart power strip, which is tucked behind a thousand cables. And I can't get down on the floor. I'm an old, old man, as we all know. You're broken. I I could only just reach the little button on the power strip to turn it on. So I did that. Great. I'm on the computer. Fine. Let me try and sort out the internet. Forgetting that my heater is also plugged in there. Ah. So when I left to go back to the house and then came back about an hour and a half later it's like a sauna in here I am drenched it is awful and now the only fan I've got in here is the one you recommended to me Stephen Scott with it's terrible touch controls which I can't work at all
1: best fan ever I don't want to hear a word against that fan it is the best fan in the world although did you not get the remote control that came with it? oh yeah I forgot that I got Uh oh yeah stuck Uh to the front still stuck to the front uh, oh yeah yeah Anyway, happy Monday. It magnetically attaches on the front middle, <laughs> and you don't therefore need to use <laughs> I the yeah, touchscreen. I, I forgot that. Hang on. Yeah. There uh, you go. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. See? last oh, night. Nice. Isn't oh. that wonderful?
2: Oh, everything's great again. Isn't tech
1: the best? Oh, hang on. It's, Whoa, it's, so it's a getting little, a bit wild over there. It's Move a little
2: off. bit loud. Hang on. you set that to hurricane? I can't. Uh, carry on, I'll mute while I start okay, this
1: Uh Well, you know, it's funny because we were just about to start and then my mum calls and she says, I'm stuck because I've been trying to watch Judge Judy. And she says, I, I've got it in the, the top left corner of my TV. It's a tiny little box. Uh, I, I am explaining this in a way that she did not explain. Um, she just says, I can't see it because it's so small on the corner of the screen. How do I make it big again? Um, And so the answer was uh, you got to press the little back button on the remote control, right, to to take you out of the the EPG and back into the the, the full screen. Uh, But it's so funny. When when you actually think about it from the point of view of someone who doesn't understand anything about tech, when you actually look at a remote control, it's not that obvious. Nothing's particularly simple anymore. No.
2: If you can understand a remote control, pretty much, there's a a learning curve to that. There is. Those buttons don't make a lot of sense. It's just that... We've got so used to them that we sort of know that little house means it's going back to the home, which means it's going to take me back somewhere where I recognise.
1: But I think for a lot of people, even that is confusing.
2: Yeah, of course what, it is. What does, does going
1: home mean? Do, do I take this remote control with me <laughs> when I leave and then I just press this button and I'm zapped back home again? Is that how this works? <sighs> yeah, That's it's ridiculous. Remote controls. I've got to say,
2: the um, oh, I'm going to mention it, the AI and Be My Eyes for remote controls, oh, so good. Which one of these is the power button? Top left, top right. Ah, yes, I know. Man, it is so good for that.
1: It's brilliant how it does that. I mean, again, you know, th- this is the power of it, you know. And I was, I was using it on various things the other day just to try. And uh, when I was away, I was using it on Be My Eyes uh, on the uh, on the menus. Uh, it got most things right. It doesn't always get everything perfect. And it was interesting because I asked it for a list of the desserts obviously. Ovs, yes. Yeah, ovs. Uh, so I said, okay, what's the list of desserts? And it gave me, you know, chocolate cake, sticky toffee pudding, you know, all the usual stuff. Uh-huh. And cheesecake. And I thought, I haven't had cheesecake in ages. Lovely. So I said to the lady, the lovely waitress, she came over and she said, what would you like? And I said, everything. I said, but, you know, if I had to narrow it down, I would say cheesecake. And um, she said, we don't have cheesecake. We have a <gasps> cheese platter. And oh, I said,
2: that's oh. like
1: proper cheese.
2: Yes, no, that's terrible. Ugh.
1: Yeah, I'm it's not a cheesy person. I mean, I am no. a cheesy person, but not in the eating <laughs> cheese sense. <laughs> a very cheesy. Yeah, in a lot of ways, but odd not in thing
2: like that. That's why I'm not particularly worried about AI, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> it's, yeah, it's not the, the super intelligent. It's it's very 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 helpful, but it's not
1: yeah it's a, really over-throws. good at getting things wrong uh, and when it does get it wrong it, it does tend to go off the rails i mean it's kind of rather <laughs> unnerving like i wouldn't i wouldn't want that i wouldn't want to be in a car driven by that ai at the moment that's true
2: have you tried the uh the, the latest interface
1: now with be my eyes on the beta Ah, uh, the slightly new one. So there's a, and the I don't know much we're allowed to say on this. And there's people putting out demos and stuff, and I'm yeah, like, hang on, yeah, we no, signed an agreement here, we're not no, supposed to talk
2: about this. Yeah, no, we're not going to go into. I'm not going to judge it or anything. I'm just saying, I'm liking the new interface. It's well, very is, I, when you go I in message like,
1: yeah, yeah, because what they've done is now one of the things I like, which was a fairly early update, was where you go in there and it immediately sort of takes you to the camera view to take the first image, uh, and that's quite good because you then don't have to before you were going in. And you would have to sort Taking of a picture, take the picture
2: first. in the text field, typing yeah. your message. Yeah. Now, it takes you straight to the camera. You take the picture, and it tells you what that is a picture of. So you don't mm. have to say, what's this a picture of? It does it straight away. It gives you that first, this is a picture of blah, blah, blah. And most of the time, that's all you need. It's so much more um, easier to navigate and, and talk to now using that interface. Plus, it's so much quicker in its responses now. Yeah, it's, it's getting there. Do you know something else we it's tried there. Out? Yes, we're not talking about. It. Sorry, yeah, no, we're, we're not, not talking, talking about it. Moving no, on, moving the well on. We'll be sued. development team. I love it.
1: We'll uh, have to uh, alert or, the lawyers. Or I don't.
2: Sorry. Yeah, uh, yeah.
1: Okay. Um, I, w- I want to mention uh, Mastodon because I've been uh, going a bit Mastodon crazy. Two two things actually. One is because I've just discovered that Buffer, which is a social media scheduling tool, can hmm. post to Mastodon now, which is brilliant because you can then just push articles or content wherever you want into the buffer queue. And instead of everything going out at once, like one giant oh. splat, you yeah. uh, it's a drip, yeah. I was going to come up with an analogy. And I think, again, the lawyers are looking at me and I'm guessing they <laughs> get the impression they don't want me to. Uh, but yeah, you can now dribble out your, that's nah, not nice. You can drip feed your content out. Oh yeah, and, that's, and not, that's even worse probably, but yeah. You get the idea. You can spread out your packages of
2: love uh, throughout uh, the day.
1: (laughs) I can tell you as a married man, (laughs) and even before that, in fairness, that never happened either. Um, But If you are on MacLeod,
2: check us out. Check out the uh, Double Tap
1: account. So I I don't know. What what do we say here? So it's Double Tap at social. Catchy.
2: Yeah, but you can just search for it at Double Tap, can't you, surely? Can you?
1: And is that no spaces, no underlines,
2: nothing weird. We got in there. It is just Double Tap. I all have no word, idea. Right? Oh, no, no idea. Okay. We did do a little, uh, <laughs> hello, we're on Mastodon piece of audio. I think they uh, call that exclusive content. Exclusive content. So if you want to check that out, because it was, it was all right, uh, yeah, it was it's fun. on Mastodon. You can Come and take a look.
1: Listen. Yeah, we did that. And uh, we also tried something out called Audon. Audon. Oh, my accent gets in the way as usual. A U D O N. Aud-on. Odd, odd, I, odd, I don't know how to say it yet. To no. be honest, Aud-on. Yeah. Okay. Aud-on. So this is uh, basically. I, I I never really understand how to describe these things. Twitter Spaces. Well, yes, but the way that you connect to it, I guess it's like a world of its own, right? It's a bit like connecting another client because you sign in through that client and you connect to your Mastodon account. This isn't an app, though. It's via the web. Uh, I, although I don't know if it's an app yet, actually. I don't know if you can get an on app. I don't really understand how it all works, to be perfectly honest. but well done. We, And we were still tr- we were kind of playing around with it the weekend. Well, we tried it out on Saturday, didn't we? And we thought it was OK. I mean, it certainly is. I thought it was really good. Uh, it was totally the, accessible. Yeah.
2: Right? Well, this so, is because well, there, the, the there people on Mastodon
1: yet. shouted about it and said, hey, look, this isn't accessible as it wasn't at the start. Yeah. And the developer very quickly Uh, fixed a lot of the accessibility issues mainly labels on some of the buttons and he got all that sorted and it's actually worked out pretty well so we we were able to get on and it's like a a live streaming live spaces i'd say very clubhouse like but much simpler interface yes Uh, although you know these interfaces will start to get crowded because more features will get added and so it will go. But really, it is a way to come together and talk. Very similar to Clubhouse in the sense you have a group of people who are co-hosts, and then you can invite people up on stage to talk with you. You can, you know, if they start saying terrible things, you can send them back.
2: Go away! The audience,
1: get out. And uh, that's it. So, yeah, really good. I mean, it was, it, was, it was simple. We got we got it working eventually. A few people had issues connecting with us, but... That's the only thing. So
2: far, uh, that the problems that people were experiencing with connection was that, on a smart device, they couldn't click the start listening button or they clicked it and nothing happened. So, um, yes, from your smart device, there does still seem to be an issue or there was when we tried it out. Maybe it's fixed by now. But using it on a desktop computer was absolutely fine in the web browser. It's um, A-U-D-O-N dot space, I believe. I will double check that now.
1: Yeah, I think that's right. That sounds... And if it's not, then you can blame Sean. Yes, I'm going to check it now. You, Phil. Uh, thanks. Well... <laughs> You mean like always? Uh, So um, I want to (laughs) say hi to Jacob, (laughs) who says uh, welcome to, uh, he says welcome to Be Real, but I don't know if that's what that means necessarily. Uh, But uh, welcome to Mastodon, essentially, he says. Uh, Happy to see you here. Also, please let us know what substances you take. Uh, No normal person can stay as energetic for every episode of a podcast as you guys do. Well, thank you very much, Jacob. I can tell you we are high on life, as I responded to you. Uh, and that is it, my friend. Um, and coffee. Uh, it's more coffee that's the bigger problem for me. I uh, don't know, but I can't speak to you. I don't know what is going on with you. You've always uh, been. Uh, you're the happiest uh, person I know. I
2: am very happy. I'm an optimistic, happy guy, which is surprising because my life is absolutely terrible. <laughs> but uh, yes, it is <laughs> a-, a u d o n dot
1: space is the website. She really doesn't listen, in. does she?
2: No, she doesn't. Thank <laughs> God. <laughs>
1: so yeah you can find us at double tap on mastodon oh we're still on twitter by the way i'm not giving up on my lovely twitter folks because lots of you follow us there and we will be posting content to all the places uh that i can do you know, one thing we're not on is facebook and i want to know if people think we should be because I, well, I we don't do facebook I, can, I can't i can't keep up I must admit, look. You're if, never going to w- keep it. It's, it's, it's going to be on me to manage. It it you're Absolutely. never going to do well, anything that, with that, this. I'm not doing it.
2: It's exactly right. So let me just say this first: if you have contacted me or messaged me on Mastodon and I haven't got back to you. It's purely because I am a terrible, terrible person. So I do apologise. But I only check it every now and again. I I just, I mean, it takes up so much time, doesn't it? Oh,
1: It's so terrible. It's so terrible. My life is awful. Because uh, I'm sitting there doing absolutely nothing. I've got Facebook watch to watch. And it's not going to watch itself. (laughs) Someone's got to help. Um,
2: What's his name? Uh, Zuckerberg out. I've forgotten his name. Mark. That's it.
1: Okay, fine. Um... Oh, I thought my internet had gone then. Sorry, carry on. <laughs> oh, they can now play this game. This is I like this. I like this. Uh, so on our uh, Mastodon and Twitter accounts, we uh, will be posting out uh, lots of interesting stories. Of course, you can follow at Double Tap. Uh, or what is it? Double Tap. What are we on there? Is it Double Tap. <laughs> Double Tap on air on Twitter. I can't keep up. I, I'm as bad as you. Uh, Double Tap on air. I think is our handle on Twitter. Uh, you can follow us there. And that will, is really a great feed for lots of news stories and, and also relating to our TV show as well. So you can check all that out. But uh, we'll be bringing everything together over the next couple of months so you can follow us and get as much uh, you know information as we can provide because there's just so many interesting news stories, not necessarily related to accessibility all the time. Like I saw one the other day I posted about the iMac turning 25 i actually 25. Actually, I, I, I mean, I remember the first iMac. I remember going into the well, shop. You
2: are older than 25, so that I know makes
1: that. Sense. But, oh, yes, I know, but I don't. The point is, I don't feel it. Oh, right. Okay. That's the bit that I'm sad about, you see. I'm thinking, hang on, was that 25 years ago when I went in and looked at the little cute little iMac? Oh, well, uh, I was 25 then. I think that the iMac is not the iMac of old. It really isn't. It's not Oh here we go. Oh I don't I don't like rose tinted uh, (laughs) monocular. Yeah. Go on. I just don't like the newer one. I really don't. I think it's partly because the only Because you've got one in your cupboard. Yeah, well I I I, I'll be honest, I never liked the white uh, bezel around the edge. I thought that was just really silly. Um just doesn't look very nice. It's so thin, but for no reason I can really understand style aesthetics yeah, but, design I mean, even, even if you added a couple of millimeters to it it wouldn't no. make any difference i mean the headphone port on the side is on the side because mm. the unit itself is too thin to have it on the back that oh. is why it's on the that's why it's on the side, side. which is okay. ridiculous no no no
2: everyone wants the thinnest yeah we want those little sci-fi looking modern thin sheets with no bezels that's the future sir well done apple don't listen to him. Don't like it. You, you want to go back to the old CRTs where it takes four men to lift it into your office and you know it's like a wardrobe. We're not going back.
1: Okay, look, I I will tell you. At the Uh-oh. weekend, I might have been on eBay looking for Mac SEs. I, I I didn't buy one, but oh, you know I was looking I'm... at the the MacSes and Remember the old days? No, I, mean, I don't ugh. even know what that is. What's a Mac SE, Stephen Scott? Do a Mac. So this was the I mean, Okay, that was the first one I had. <laughs> they are going to be was, so expensive, man. Well, they, they weren't as much as you would think. I was expecting thousands because, yes. especially working models, you know, lots lots in there for parts that would be selling off with no function to them at all. <laughs> People are turning them into aquariums, exactly. All kinds of things, you know, <laughs> yeah. gutting yeah. them out and just turning it into an aquarium. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, they were they were on sale for like three hundred. Pounds, so about $500, maybe 450 something like that. Mm. And um, that was, that was like mean, a bargain. It's, a, it's a lot degree. of money for a very old machine.
2: Uh, yeah, you'd buy that for nostalgia for a collection or something. Yeah. You wouldn't buy that to use, right? But
1: No, not really, no. And of course, you have to remember something. And it was interesting with the iMac turning 25. I saw some comments on Twitter from people saying, you know what? It, it's great to remember the iMac at 25, but it's also important to remember for the first six years of its life, it wasn't accessible. And
2: we can't oh. kind of forget that part. So really, it's not twenty-five; it's it's nineteen, actually, for us. Yes, for us. Yes, because if you go back, matters. if
1: you go back long enough, we're talking about the days of outspoken, which oh, you wow. know, takes you I right heard back that
2: in a long time. Yeah, and
1: that was the screen reader of the time. But yeah, voiceover came along quite a bit late. I think that's the thing, isn't it? People think it was always been there. It wasn't. It really wasn't. And it's only been about fifteen, sixteen years since we've had it. Mm. so yeah interesting 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 Um, well done a little walk through technical history there that was very very interesting Stephen. thank you shall we look at the future yes please the future is coming uh and i've just got word in it's not great um god bless you mr f sorry (laughs) i haven't been keeping up with it (laughs) <laughs> oh dear you didn't get a message from mr f about the show then okay fine no. um well it's been lovely Never. being here and we've loved it <laughs> we've we've had a great time um not sure ami audio has but we've had a brilliant time it's
2: great while it lasted it
1: wasn't it great uh, we're going nowhere we right? staying anyway um but yeah a google event this week it's happening in two days' time wednesday the 10th And Mark Afalalalo will be there. He hates that we (laughs) do that. That's why we keep doing it. But he is going to be there. And on Thursday's show, he'll be joining us from the event. Uh, Just because of the time difference and everything else, we are going to put the uh, response to this and the reaction to this into Thursday's show. So check that out. Uh, What are we expecting to hear? We did mention this a little bit last week. But, yeah, the Pixel 7 7a. Nice. And the Pixel Fold is definitely going to be launched because they've already announced oh, that. Can we get um, onto
2: Google? Any chance of a. Do you uh,
1: want. But this is the thing, right? Would you... I do you no, I don't
2: I, want, do you want, I, want this. I want the 7A. I, I'm not really that bothered about the Fold.
3: Yeah.
2: that's That's got to be a vision thing, isn't it? Purely the, the, the advantages are visual.
1: I think so. I, I don't know of any reason why I'd want to have a Fold. I mean, I, I've I'm trying to a think. Fold. Mm. I've got the, well, it's not a fold, it's a flip. I got the flip from Samsung. Remember that one? A nice phone, yeah. It is nice, but it's, it's interesting. I've seen a few people saying this. They feel they're just too big at this stage. They're just a little bit, even though it's beautiful when it's folded over, that's not how you use it. So when you open it up, it just feels a little bit big and clunky. Well, hang
2: on, that's the point.
1: So you get more real estate. No, that's, that's the terrible. Point
2: to, no, it's so you can carry a big thing in your pocket. A big
1: thing in your pocket, please, please, which is small. Please,
2: please, please, yes, correct. Please, what? What's Nothing. wrong with me? you? You're right. <laughs> yes. Sorry, no. That was purely down to my internet. Carry on. What else are you expecting <laughs> to see? Oh, it's getting very hot in
1: here. Where's that remote control? <laughs> turn that heater off. I find if you remove the heat source,
2: I did turn The it air off. will
1: start to come through.
2: This is a small did garden shed. Do you understand how this works?
1: Ah, <sighs> it's fine. Fine, carry on, please. What else? Uh, Also, Google, uh, they were talking on this uh, Verge article about the upcoming 2023 devices. I don't think we're going to see these I.O., but we may hear a little bit about them. Obviously, the Pixel 7a is the one we might hear about. The Pixel Fold, we definitely will hear about. Pixel Tablet? (sighs) Not this again. I I love that they're selling this as if it's good, and I bet they sell it as if it's something brand new, and I just want to stand up somewhere, or maybe sit down, and show a camera that I've still got the original one that they created. And I don't know what is wrong with it. Because I don't know if you saw this article, was it last week there was an article all about schools buying in lots and lots of Chromebooks during the pandemic. And when they brought them in, uh, apparently what they didn't realise was that they had a shelf life on them and now they're having issues getting them updated. Oh yeah, that that was a terrible story. I I actually don't know the details about that, but it sounded... Terrible, yeah. well, It sounded was... a bit like nonsense to me because I'm thinking, well, mine still gets updates. Mine is older than that. Yeah, is that just a clickbait headline? Are they... Or is it is it, rel- is it relating to third-party Chromebooks? Maybe Google's own Chromebooks are okay, but the third-party mm, ones yeah, are maybe. an issue
2: maybe? I, I don't know. I don't, we need to dig into that one, but uh, yeah, that was uh, not a great story.
1: I, I kind of feel, though, with Chrome because I do think Chromebooks are very good. I mean, and accessibility on them is good. I will say, though, if you're buying one for accessibility, I always put this in as a caveat, you're going to have to spend a few quid on it. Don't buy the cheapest one. We did this. I remember, <laughs> you and I might remember this conversation. We were at uh, a an event, I think, I remember who it was, and I met the representatives from Google Accessibility, and I was telling them about this wonderful little laptop that I bought uh, from Amazon at Christmas time. And it was on sale. Maybe it was Black Friday sale. And it was going for about $100. Yeah. And I thought, wow, you know, I can get a Chromebook for $100, $99. I thought, yeah, Uh that'll do me. So I buy this thing and I turn on the uh, ChromeVox screen reader. And uh, talking like that. I'm thinking about (laughs) reading things out. What were you expecting? Really? What is this?
2: Um, yes, rubbish. a very, 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 very underpowered processor. Yeah, and we all know screen readers. You know, even the um, lighter ones do take a lot of processing power. So you can't really skimp on anything like that. Sadly, and ninety nine dollars, Stephen. Come on.
1: But but it's important to say this, and it's an interesting flip side of this conversation. It's really good for the sighted people because you get great value, and it will work for you. You probably won't notice. Because, look, essentially when you turn on that screen reader, it's adding on, you know, a layer of computing requirement that you just yeah. don't have when you're using the mouse and keyboard, right? The, the, the general system will work fine.
2: Yes. Oh, yeah.
1: I see what you're saying. Yeah. But, you know, for, for, for most people, it's fine.
2: Internet connection. I mean, this is, you know, of those devices especially, it's all about the internet connection that you've yeah. got that dictates a lot of this. The experience
1: you have. So. Please never ever buy a Chromebook, Sean, because in your situation, by the sounds of it,
2: hey, that would hey, be a disaster. How dare you, sir? I am rock solid. Now you said, you know, you books... are, but the
1: internet is struggling.
2: <laughs> <laughs> well done. That was very good. <laughs> you you said there that Chromebooks are great. <clears throat> yeah, I'm going to challenge you on that. Oh, okay. I'm going to challenge. Go on then. Our usual. I'm rolling up my sleeves. If it's accessible, it's great. Right. You've had a, a few Chromebook devices in your time, not many. No, I've only had two. I've only had two Chromebox. Oh yeah, three. <laughs> Thank you. Okay. I didn't have to even list them. Yeah, okay. So, <laughs> have you ever stayed with any of them? Have you ever used them? Look, all I'm saying, I'm not, I'm not debating that they're not, you know, another option. But are they great? It's like the Amazon Fire tablet. It's a nice, affordable tablet. But does anyone actually continue to use them? Is it a good enough experience it may be accessible but it's actually a usable good enough experience
1: ah, such a tricky question to answer i it think it is if you're, i, I if know you're i not feel home, bad for saying it but you no know no what? no it's not it's a great question but here, here's what i think the answer is to this i think when it comes to it comes down to, to the pocket right two well actually two things the pocket and the requirement so if you're someone who is in work And we're talking here about blind people, okay? So you're you're putting this question to me as as a blind person and blind people generally I'll answer to. Yes. So I think if you're using JAWS all day and you come home and maybe you've got NVDA connected on your, your Windows PC, that is an experience that you can just continue with. You're used to there are a lot of people who like to have the Mac instead because they maybe just want to get away from Windows for a while. I agree. yeah. Okay. Why wouldn't you switch to Chrome in that case? Well, I think it depends on the requirement. If you're just someone who's going online doing a bit of browsing, sending a few emails, that might be fine. um but a lot of a lot of it is down to the website itself, the applications, the accessibility of those websites, and sometimes you know Gmail, for example, would just be easier to use on a an Outlook client or a mail client on the Mac rather than having to use something that's on a Chromebook. So in terms of requirement, maybe it's just easier for people to just stick to one or the other of the of the top two, if you like, which is Mac and, and Windows. Stay with one of those because at least then you have a sense of, okay, I know that the majority of this is accessible, whereas with a Chromebook, it's a little bit of an unknown. That's true. And you are web-based, I know that I know you can get applications running on it now, but that's not working great, not brilliantly, with ChromeVox. I mean, it does work, but it's not brilliant, and it's certainly not going to be a well, desktop I mean. experience. I mean, not brilliant, or I mean, nothing's brilliant, right? Everything
2: works or it doesn't, and sometimes there's something in between, but it, it's it's. I suppose it could, perhaps it's a generational thing. Perhaps if, you, the, you know, if the kids are using these at school, perhaps they yep. don't see any difference at all. But for us, it's almost, well, hang on, this isn't Windows. The only reason I brought this up is because I've seen a few posts now on social media uh, of people asking about, oh, I'm thinking about getting a Chromebook. Mm. You know, how well does it run Jaws? Mm. And, and it, that people don't seem to realize this is a, an entirely different platform. This isn't Windows, you know. I've I've got a couple of neighbours who <laughs> actually came round and said, Can you sort my computer out? I I don't I, I don't get it. I got this one because it was on sale. And it's been a Chromebook. And you've got to try and explain, well don't, this isn't like your other computer. This isn't Windows. And people don't really get that. A computer is a computer to, you know, people who's not really into it. Um I, I don't know. I just I just find I'm not sure if people actually switch to Chromebook. This is so dangerous. I know I'm going to get emails. I'm not sure if anyone really switches to Chromebook and sticks with it as their main driver. Prove me wrong. Email feedback at com. Yeah.
1: I'd love to hear people talk about that, actually. And it'd be good to get someone on to talk about their experience on a day-to-day basis, you know, if you're using it that way. But I think um, I I'll maybe go a bit further than that. What I might suggest is that I think blind people, before we buy things... We tend to research in a very different way. I That's think we're very w- true. way more yeah. in depth in our research. Now, I, I know there are people who might say, well, you know, not everyone's that up on their tech or, you know, they, they know that much about this stuff. But even so, I think we ask more questions because we know that we're going to face certain challenges. Also, people gravitate towards things where there's more support. And I think that could be a big part of this as well. I know, for true. example, the Apple Viz has been an incredible resource for me and it kind of pulls me into the Apple ecosystem. If there was no Apple Viz, I probably wouldn't have felt as comfortable on the Mac. At least it was a place I could go. You know, I kind of wish there was an equivalent for Windows. Maybe there is, but I don't know if, where, where it is exactly. But, you mm-hmm. know, at least in Microsoft terms, there's a lot more openness and there's loads of people using Windows. So there's always someone you can ask. Yes. Now, when it comes to Chrome, and I'll be interested in the response to this question, but you've asked the question, you know, let us know if you're using it. I don't think we'll get that many responses. And I think that's a part of the problem. People have an issue with a Chromebook as a blind person. Who do you turn to? Yes, you can contact Google. Yes, they'll help you as much as they can, although that's not always perfect. And, you know, it's definitely because it's a much younger ecosystem and the, the screen readers even more younger. Even more younger? That, even think?
2: more younger. That's even perfect. Even more no, that's younger. That's fine. Um, yeah, yep. no, that's good. I'll check that with the grammar. No, that's fine. Thumbs Excellent. up. Excellent. Thumbs well up done. from them and the lawyers. Yep.
1: Excellent. Um, everyone's happy today. It. Even been more unusual. betterer. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but, 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 you know, it's such a young system. There we go. And I think that's part of the problem. And a lot of us will be nervous to make the leap. It's kind of the same reason why a lot of people go for iPhone versus Android. And it, that's a fact. There are more blind people using iPhones than Android phones. Now, there's a lot of reasons for that. But I think one of them is because there's a bigger support base. There's more people to go and ask. There's more places. You use physical locations, Apple stores you can it go to and ask what questions. what country you're
2: in as well. Let's not forget there's a well, the price that's right. barrier you, when yeah, it comes to Yeah, we're talking to west here. but I in the west, definitely. But in other parts of the, the world, I think Android yeah, probably you're has- going to feel
1: very differently in, in Kenya. Yeah, you know, I have exactly. no doubt. You know, places like outside. Well, we of, touched of on here. this
2: before. The problem we have with Android phones is that, that there is not just one set of steps that will work across the board because mm-hmm. it may be a different version, and that manufacturer hasn't updated to the latest Android version yet, and that may work differently. Different launcher. It could be so many different things. So, trying to give support is is trickier. It's not impossible though on Android
1: right look stick around we're going to come back we're going to talk more about uh, this voiceover thing that I found on Apple that's very interesting called Priority Voiceover oh and I'm going to do a demo <gasps> wow live what could possibly go wrong
0: <laughs> find out <laughs> <that Everything>. next <laughs> follow Double Tap on social media at Double Tap on air and subscribe to the podcast wherever you get your podcasts and email us feedback
2: at DoubleTapOnAir.com
1: we'll be right back. This is Double Tap. Now back to the show. And in the break, it's, uh, it's fair to say, uh, you know, Sean Priest may or may not be with us for the rest of the show. Hard to know. <sighs> I love internet. It's the future. You know they're going to you're going to connect cars with this at some point. <laughs> <laughs> so it's gonna be cars driving along the road, and the internet goes off, and suddenly, you know, I'm sitting there minding my own business, munching on my KFC, when I find myself in some kind of <sighs> wily coyote uh, cartoon. It's, veering it's like, off a cliff
2: it's like going back to the stone age when your internet <laughs> goes out I'm just sat there thinking I don't know what to do I'm just, just turning things on and off trying to get it that's all you do yeah no. <sighs> please okay we should yeah. be fine it's maybe. the thing that,
1: you know it's so funny right? when it comes to our house I, I often think if I just turn everything off and then yeah. back on again it'll be fine it's like I go to the main switch you go to the fuse box <laughs> switch everything <laughs> off switch it all back on again and a hope
2: yeah, that's technical support for you. I'm there here now you. anyway. Yeah, here. As
1: long as we can wrap this up in two minutes, we're all good. Exactly. As long as the internet can hold out until the end of the show. <laughs> uh, but listen, we are going to uh, get a little demo shortly of the uh, this priority voiceover I was talking about. We'll get to that in a minute. But I wanted to bring in uh, one of our uh, voicemails. This is actually a, an attachment to an email we got from Tracy. So let's hear what uh, Tracy has to say.
3: Hi, Stephen and Sean. I thought I'd send you this after hearing Gary's email on the 6th of May. I don't know if other people feel like this. When I was growing up, I was vision impaired until I lost my vision at 16 through retina detachment. Um, all my family are sighted, my children, my ex-partner, parents, siblings, etc. All my friends are sighted except for one that's vision impaired. So my world is really a sighted world, in my opinion. It's what I've grown up with. It's what I'm kind of used to. But now at 50, I'm feeling like I don't fit in with the sighted community and I don't fit in with the blind community. Over the years, there hasn't been much opportunity with the organisation we have here. They've never done social activities, things like that. So there's not been a lot of opportunity to mix with other blind and vision-impaired people. Um, And because all my family have been sighted, I've just kind of stuck with them, I guess. Um, Now I'm feeling sighted is what I know, but then I'm blind and they don't kind of know that. They can empathise, but they don't understand um and of you know the community at large we all know doesn't understand so i'm just wondering if anyone else feels kind of caught between the two um i don't think you guys advocate for the blind rather than support i think you guys support the blind community in talking about tech doing your demonstrations, things like that, and even talking about these type of subjects. Um, I like listening to your program and I actually like it for these reasons as well as the tech because it gives me an insight on into how other blind and vision-impaired people do feel. So thank you for that. Um, keep up the good work and thanks for listening.
1: Well, thank you, Tracy, first off, for sending that in and, um, you know, making the. Oh, hang on. It appears appears a child next door to my house has decided to to try to learn to drive today, which is interesting.
2: You've been attacked by (laughs) (laughs) clowns.
1: Yeah, that was a bit uh, weird. Yeah. So yes, uh, no, thank Some you the for atmosphere. that. I know, okay. thanks for that. I know that was <laughs> Quite really I enjoying say, that message, Tracy.
2: I, 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 well, we got onto your message after. I just, I just love the fact that you you sent a, a voicemail there or attachment. Yeah. Yeah. It really helps us to connect that way, and you could hear, you know, your your emotion in that. It was, um, and I think as we said when we talked about Gary's. Um, uh, was it an email or was it a voicemail? I can't remember now. It was an email. Email, that yes, yeah. it was. Um, so Gary was saying about feeling pressure to be an advocate for you know for blind people and things like that. Uh, I think we both said at the time, we've both gone through where we felt that we didn't fit in either mm. in the sighted world or the, you know, uh, the the blind world. Because you you have a period, well, some of us have a period where you, you, you're not... Either you're not blind enough, or you're not sighted enough, and you don't seem to fit in anywhere. But I think it does come down as, as I said at the time, and I think as you're sort of expressing yourself there, Tracy, about if you feel the need to, you know, either involve yourself in in the blind world for a bear, uh want of a better phrase, or, or you feel perfectly happy happy in where you are. I mean, uh, there there is lots of places to go though, isn't there? Now, thanks to the internet, when it works.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, that's true. There is. But I think also, I mean, I must admit, you know, here in the UK, we have um, RNIB and they have these uh, groups called Connect Groups and people can go and visit and, and take part in them and get involved locally and all that. And it's all very lovely. But you know, there's also a, a part of you that sometimes wonders if you want to be in that world. You know, you kind of want to be adjacent to it, but you don't necessarily want to <laughs> always be in it. You know, I don't want to be steeped in blindness and blindness world. It's people I'm interested in. That's kind of my point I was making on Saturday was that, you know, I mean, I'm, I'm for people and, you know, bringing people together on the basis of an identity, I don't think works. I just don't think that's, that's an appropriate way to do it. It's never really worked out for any other identity. You know, it doesn't work just because you're blind doesn't mean I, I had a situation getting on a bus. Funnily enough, I was going to the RNIB office. I worked there and I was going to the RNIB office in Edinburgh and I got on the bus and the bus stopped just like immediately as I got on, I sat down, the bus carries on and then the first stop it gets to another blind person got on. The driver got out and said to the, the woman, you should sit next to this guy because he's blind as well and he's going to the same place as you. It's heard you all together. Exactly. And, you know, this woman that I, she was, was a nice woman, you know, but I had nothing in common with her, really. Uh, You know, we just chatted for a minute or two and that was it. And yeah, okay, that, that interaction, that that was nice. But, you know, just basing our relationship or any relationship on the basis of identity just doesn't work for me. It just doesn't yeah. work. So this is why I think you got to, you got to try and find people in those groups. Maybe, maybe the the attention, the intention for you, maybe Tracy, is to to get into one of these groups if there's such a thing in uh, where you are, and actually try and you know engage with a couple of people and see if you can meet some friends through it. But you know, as you say, Sean, there's so many people online you can connect with, and I don't know about how you feel about that, Tracy, if that's something you would engage in, um, because often it does feel like you're putting your head above the parapet. And I think there's an, a a really interesting part of this for me, which is. You, you know tracy talks about not fitting in but i think it's it's partly driven by the fact that i think we were talking about this like i was standing in the middle of a road you know you've got cars going by either side at a million miles an hour and you just can't seem to get on a track at all you can't get to that speed with other people and mm-hmm. that can be technically it can be uh, through experience it can be through companionship friendship whatever because you maybe just feel everyone else is moving at a faster pace than you are and yeah. you just cannot connect but you know I think once you start talking to people, that might start, that barrier might start to break a bit.
2: Yeah, absolutely. And it's a bit overwhelming anyway, right? Because everyone, if you go to a community anywhere, if you go online to a Facebook group or you go on, I don't know, Clubhouse or whatever it may be, there's always those people that seem to have that click going because they've been speaking for ages and it's, it's awkward. It still feels awkward to, you know, hello, I'm new here sort of thing, you know, the new kid at school sort of thing. But, um, it is I think it is crucial though to have that place to share our experiences.
1: Because and, you, and, you know, people even if
2: they're empathetic, family who are empathetic, my mum and dad, absolutely great. But they don't they don't get it to that level. Do you know no, what I mean? No, well
1: that's true. That's very true. And that's a big problem. That really is. But you know, I think when it comes to, you know, again, identity is not something I like to put first for me because I feel that if you do that, you tend to think that you're the only person in the world who experiences what you experience. And it can isolate you. It can isolate you in your view, but it can also isolate you within a community. Uh, because you, know, you may have a bunch of people around you who say, I feel the same way, but then everyone else is the other, and they don't understand. And therefore, they become the other, and they become the, you become the victim in all of that. And I don't like that approach. That's just not me. That's it's just not no. what I'm interested in. I think no, it's true. more because we all experience every single person in the world goes through something. You know you might meet someone who has what you might consider to be a very privileged life who doesn't seem to have any problems, who you know has the perfect you know family, two kids white picket fence outside their beautiful attached detached home, you know two cars in the driveway. But you might not know what that relationship between the man and woman is like or, you know, whether the house is falling down or, you know, the cars are on higher finance and no one can afford it. You know, we've all got problems, right? And if you just make it about identity, you fail to empathize with any other people because you, you just can't see beyond your own problem. So, you know, anyway, that's not what you're talking about, Tracy. It's but not, it's not an easy answer to it, though, is there? It, it, it is. I mean, it took, it took me
2: years, years and years and years to finally accept, <laughs> you know, my eye condition for one thing, but then to, to sort of, I don't want to say join in because it makes it sound childish, but basically that's what it is to, to accept that I'm part of that community and, mm. and actually see the community as, as not just a bunch of disabled people, but, you know, just as people. Um, but yeah it, it's it's not easy I will say but I do like the, the support moniker
1: thing yeah I, I like that I,
2: yeah. I like that so thank you Tracy
1: I think that's I think that's what we intend to do we're, we're here to help each other bottom yep. line um, although okay, you I, don't help me just saying I'm not helping you no, uh, especially not with I'm your not internet problems. You. well I'm going to help you with internet problems just get rid of that internet provider because clearly they're rubbish alright right, will do sorry Yeah, get on that. Uh, Excellent. We'll be fixed by tomorrow. Uh, Okay, tomorrow you'll have no internet because they're listening and they'll cut you off. Uh, Okay, so let's move on because I wanted to uh, move on to this topic, uh, which is this priority voiceover. Uh, So this is uh, essentially an Apple script that's been created by someone online. It's available on the Apple website. And I'll I'll show you. In fact, let's just dive right in. I'll um, show you how I download it. And how I actually execute it. It's very, very simple. And I know that a couple of people had got in touch with me and on Mastodon saying, I don't know if this is something I would benefit from. But you know, if you do want to know how to use it and you want to try it out, then let's go through it. So first up, I'll go into
0: spotlights on my Mac. Spotlight, Spotlight, Spotlight Search, Window. Blank Safari. Safari. Chrome. Safari. Start page window. Toolbar.
1: And then we'll go to Appleviz.com.
0: Mason P P L E R V. Unselected applevis.com apple https https://applevis.com <laughs> H-T-T-P-
1: yeah applevis.com as <laughs> uh, we might call it uh, okay let's uh, find the article then which is all about voiceover so i'll just do uh, v o i
0: applevis item choose a menu
1: and i'll search for voiceover
0: how to hopefully speed up voiceover launch time and performance on mac no terminal That's required the one. link enter on that how to hopefully speed up voiceover launch time and performance on mac no terminal and required view space skip to main content link
1: and here we are. So we'll go to the first heading. Redrum.
0: How to hopefully speed up voiceover launch time and performance on... Mac.
1: Now, what I'm going to do here is, because I know it's a Dropbox link, I'll just use my item chooser on the Mac here to find it.
0: So it's VOI. Item chooser menu. And then start typing Dropbox. I do not know if the setting is changed. Not that one. HTTPS colon uh-huh. slash slash Dropbox.
1: That's the one. Okay, so I'll enter on that. HTTPS... And then I'll VO space and that will download the file.
0: Priority voiceover app zip. Download has started.
1: Okay, so that's it. It has arrived. So I'm going to go to my Finder, go to the Dock. Finder.
0: Actions available. F- finder. space Defense window. List view.
1: And then remember the command, the great command to quickly get to downloads. It is Command Option L. Downloads. List view. Okay, and then
0: I'll down arrow on to the first one. There should only be one in here. Priority voiceover application, 3.3 megabytes, application.
1: So that's it arrived. Uh, the interesting thing is it's come up, although it downloaded as a zip, it's arrived as an application. So if I try and open that
0: with a command down arrow. Open system, application, application, alert system dialogue. Priority voiceover is damaged and can't be opened. You should move it to the bean.
1: Well, I certainly won't be moving it to the bean, um, or the bin, for that matter, uh, because there's nothing wrong with it. But the computer doesn't quite see it as a verified file that it can just go ahead and open. So we're going to have to do a little bit of work around here. And this is one uh, in the comments on this particular article I saw and I followed. So what we're going to do is we'll cancel out of that. Cancel. Finder. Downloads window. And we're going to open up Automator. This is an application I don't often go into, but uh, if I view space. Spotlight. Spotlight, spotlight, sir. And search for Automator. Automator, completion selected.
0: download Automator, open window, list view, has keyboard focus.
1: This will uh, bring us to an open dialogue. And what I'm going to do is find the uh, application file I've just downloaded. And I'm going to open it up straight into Automator. So I'll use Command Option L for downloads.
0: List view. Down arrow. Priority voiceover application, 3.3 megabytes. And there it is. And I will open that just by hitting Enter. Priority Voiceover application window. Priority Voiceover application. One item selected. Run shell script.
1: And that's it. So I've now opened up this script, essentially this Apple script, in Automator, and it's all there. And if I want to go and read it, I can. I don't want to. What I want to do is duplicate it. Now there are shortcuts for this, but you can just jump up
0: to the menu bar, uh, V O M, menu bar Apple F file, or file, file, enter, and then down to duplicate. Command, open ellipsis. Open close. Command, save command. Duplicate command. Shift S. Well, Command-Shift-S, there you go. Well, that's uh, the easy way to do it. So I'll just duplicate it. Duplicate. Priority VoiceOver Copy, Application, Window, Priority VoiceOver Copy, Application, One uh, Item Selected. That's
1: fine, but as soon as I uh,
0: Command-W here, it will ask me to save it. So I'm going to close this window. Close, slash bean, slash ZSH, Shell, in Save, Priority VoiceOver Copy, Content Selected Savers. Do you want... So I want to save it, yes. So where do I want to save it? So I'll just move Vertical to... Vertical, tags, Ta- where, downloads, where... Ah, uh,
1: yeah, okay, that's fine. I'll just save it to downloads. So I'll hit enter priority voiceover application window, Prior- and then I'll
0: close all this down. So I'll just uh, command Q out of this Finder downloads window, list view priority voiceover application three point three megabytes. So that's me back into the Finder window. If I arrow down. Or up. Priority voiceover copy application. 3.3 megabytes. Application.
1: So now it still says application, uh, but it's saying copy on the end. So that's the one I can use. And you can put this anywhere, frankly. You could leave it in your documents folder. You could leave it in downloads. You can put it wherever you like. It uh, isn't really an application. It's an Apple script. So now what I'm going to do is I'm going to uh, do command down arrow, which will open up this uh, Apple script. And what we'll do is it will restart voiceover.
0: Open Welcome to Mac o- Finder. Downloads window, list view, priority, VoiceOver, copy application, three point three megabytes. Application today at thirteen thirty-seven. Selected.
1: Uh, okay, so voiceover's running again, and I'm going to close this window. SSV Joe. SSV Joe. Safari.
0: Google Chrome. And I'm just going to move Google.
1: around the screen. Safari. Uh, it's really hard Clean feed camera. to know has instantly w- that it's made a huge difference to VoiceOver. Although when I turn VoiceOver off. VoiceOver off. It's fairly swift. Now, well, turning voiceover back on can often take a few seconds. So I'm going to hit the button now. Voiceover on Chrome. Clean feed yeah, camera or microphone swift. recording. Google Chrome. Used to be it would maybe take a second or two. Um, and sometimes you wouldn't even know if it came back on. So let's jump to the Finder. Finder. Uh, Action. Finder. And Applic,
0: Applic, Download movies folder. List view. Into applications. 4K video Down, AMA application. Any desk application. App store. App. Yeah, I mean, it's
1: all reading fairly swiftly. Uh, jump onto Safari. Finder.
0: Actions available. Let's jump to Safari Safari. Here. There we are. Finder. Safari. Start page. Okay,
1: let's go to AMI.ca. Amazon.
0: Car. Amic. Ami. Amic. Car. H-T-T-P-S colon slash slash W. Ami.car. Yes,
1: AMI.ca, their homepage. So let's go to uh, the first heading. Accessible
0: Media link. Vertical Line Media Axe. Primary Navigation. Two items. Chef, show now with Dave Brown, now with Dave Brown show digital exclusives, season three of By Hook or By Cook, show double tap TV, improving accessibility with AI, Be My Eyes and Bing AI, watch. No, that's a good episode.
1: Uh, okay, so yeah, I mean, it's swift, it's fast. Now, you might think, well, that sounds as fast as it's always sounded. But I don't know, there's just a little bit more of a feeling of it actually just keeping up. Uh, of course, the trick here is going to be. It, because we're essentially putting voiceover priority first, will that have an impact on other applications that perhaps should have priority? So we'll see how this goes in the weeks to come. But uh, that is how you can enable it and get it going. And uh, you know, for people who've got older Macs, this could be something that might really make a difference. So try it out. Wow, that was really good. Um,
2: hmm. I, 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 I kind of feel like we should say that. You know, use at your own risk. I, I'm sure it's absolutely fine. It's been on Apple Viz. I'm sure it's been checked. I'm sure it's absolutely fine. But we can't guarantee that, right? Um, so you know, use at your own risk, and definitely check out that thread applevis.com uh, to see if there's been any problems later on. But it's like you say, it's it's um, <clears throat> excuse me, it's hard to quantify if there's any real uh, real difference there. But you you did say you could feel the difference, right?
1: Yeah, and you know, I, I'm running this on an M2 pro processor on the Mac yes. mini yes. on the Mac Mini, right? So I mean this is at the top of its game already, this machine. Yeah. I do have a very old MacBook Air, an old Intel MacBook Air. I don't know if this Apple script would work with it. Maybe it's too old. I, I don't know. I might try it because it might be worth trying it to see if it makes any difference. The problem is the reason I don't use that MacBook Air for very much is because every time I turn it on, it reminds me of how terrible Intel Macs were. Yes. And that, you know, they just yes. immediately turn into furnaces.
2: <laughs>
1: yeah, but they keep your room nice and warm, right? It's absolutely exactly. fine. It send it to you. You could get rid of that heater, save yourself <laughs> a fortune. Just use, use an Intel Mac. It will hit your home and give you terrible computer performance <laughs> all at the same time.
2: Yeah, interesting, though. Really interesting. But it makes you think, well, why? Because I, I, I would assume that a screen reader has
1: high-priority Uh, processing anyway. Mm. No, it should have always high priority. Um that question's come up a lot in the comments, people saying, you know, why why do you need this to happen? And also what are you pushing out of the way? (laughs) Because that's the trick, right? I think that I think the thing we have to be careful of here is what will happen in the future with this. Is it going to get in the way of other applications that need that priority? So we shall see. But um
2: well if you find yourself struggling and you're thinking your voiceover isn't as responsive as it should be, then it's probably, you know, why not give this a go? Also hey, what I'm not we'll sure of
1: what I'm not mm. entirely sure of is whether or not this is something that's automatic. I have added this to my login items so that I and you know I can go through that if anyone ever wants to do that cuz it's really handy just to be able to you know very quickly just add it into oh, your yeah. login. Does it persist so it'll come up. During yeah, re-boots. I don't think it does. I don't think it does cuz when I turn it, I mean when I when I action it it just actions it. So it doesn't seem to tell me anything. Uh, that it's, you know, it doesn't say it's already running, for example, because mm. it's not an application in that sense. It's just a script. So it would just, I guess, rewrite itself and go and, you know, do its thing.
2: Well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get a friend of mine to go through this script who, uh, who understands the code and mm. understands Terminal. So I'm going to get a friend of mine to go through this script and see if we can figure out what's actually happening here. But it's interesting. Again, it's a bit like the, um, what was it called, VOCR, you know? Yes, a bit yeah. like the, this is something coming from the community, which I'm always a fan of.
1: yeah. Definitely. Well, look, that's it for today.
2: You believe that's it?
1: Uh yes. Whew, thank you. Are you glad? You, you, you glad have... we got the to the end and you were still intact?
2: Well, I did, I did actually fall away there for a, a slight second.
1: Oh, perfect. Hang on a sec. Is that, is that the internet calling you? Is that, is that <laughs> your internet service provider saying, Shush Sean? Shush. Sean, we don't like you anymore. Uh, we're going to cut you off. <laughs> well, he's going to take that call find out what's going on i Sorry. am going to uh, catch you guys tomorrow we'll both be back actually tomorrow so join us for that if you can feedback at double tap on also call us one eight seven seven eight zero three four five six seven. 4567 and uh if you want to like uh, tracy did you know you can uh, record a voice message and send it uh, as an attachment to an email please do that as well we'd really appreciate it back tomorrow uh, sean thank you thank you